This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm Laura Lummer, and today we're talking about two fungi that you want to become friends with. First of all, welcome. Thank you so much for downloading the show, for listening in. And I want to acknowledge right off the bat, the show is a little later than originally planned because I had a whole wonderful show with Janelle, a repeat guest here on the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. And we talked about finding joy while living with metastatic disease. And unfortunately, the sound, it's tough when you're an amateur podcaster, I tell you, and you do an interview with someone over Skype and the audio just was so bad that I, I couldn't post it. So I was thinking about a new topic and an interesting thing happened. Like any other job, you know, you, when you do something long enough, it becomes second nature. And because whatever your job is, it's your world. So you forget what quote unquote beginners don't know. So working in wellness is no different because you're always reading or I'm always reading, researching, talking with people and trying to keep up to date on the newest and the most effective trends in nutrition and exercise and stress reduction practices. And, you know, when you're in that world, you start to think that everyone knows what you know. And then you mention something to one of your friends who isn't a part of the industry and they're like, wait, wait, what's that? What are you talking about? I had no idea. And that's kind of what happened the other day. I was making a cup of my mushroom coffee and a friend of mine saw it and asked what it was because it sounded, obviously it sounded weird to her. But it actually is something that I drink on a regular basis and it doesn't taste like mushroom water. It tastes just like coffee. It's like a, a strong, rich coffee, but it has the need more and more for their beneficial impact on a whole range of health issues, including cancer prevention and boosting our immune system. So when I thought about it, I was like, great, I have a new topic. Um, had to scratch my other show, but do tune in because we will be re-recording that. It was a great show, and Janelle is an amazing soul with some wonderful insights that I think it's so important to share with everyone who listens to this podcast. So I thought I'd take this opportunity to talk about the benefits and the uses of medicinal mushrooms, as well as some ways for you to get them into your body, even if you're somebody who doesn't like to eat mushrooms. There seem to be some intense texture issues for those people who aren't mushroom fans, but the good news is that there are several reliable sources that make products you can use to get the benefits of these botanical medicines without the taste or the texture of mushroom. And these are actually not the kind of mushrooms that you would want to just eat raw anyway. So let's talk a little bit about the background and the science. We're going to look at two popular medicinal mushroom varieties, the reishi mushroom and cordyceps. So the scientific name for the reishi mushroom is Ganoderma lucidum. And I say that because that's the variety that I'm going to be referring to when I use the word reishi mushroom in this show. And I'm going to be talking about the research and the benefits of that specific strain of reishi mushroom. 
So reishis have been used for medicinal purposes for thousands of years, and there are hundreds of varieties of reishi mushrooms. Some are considered to be more superior to others in terms of their healing power and their adaptogenic properties, which is their ability to support the overall healthy aging and restorative properties of the body. Some of the conditions that reishi mushrooms have been used to treat over the centuries include viral infections, asthma, high blood pressure, cancer, liver disease, chronic fatigue, insomnia, and trust me, the list goes on. There's a long, long list of conditions that are benefited by consuming reishi mushroom. But out of just that list, I can identify with at least four of those that I experience on a regular basis, which is one of the reasons that I keep this mushroom in my nutrition lineup. And for this show, I want to look specifically at the reishi mushroom with respect to how it boosts our immunity and can protect against cancer. Before I get too deep into this, though, I want to remind you, as always, check with your doctor before you begin to introduce any kind of supplement or herbal medicine into your body especially if you have other medical conditions or you're taking any type of prescription medication. Herbs can be powerful medications and they interact with drugs sometimes or they have side effects that could harm you. And this show is for information only and you should never replace the advice of your physician. I'm only just giving you alternatives that you can consider and discuss with your oncologist or with your primary care physician to see if it's something that might be beneficial for you, okay? So always put your safety first and know that prescription drugs interact with many other things, with different foods, with different um, herbs, and with other drugs. So always be careful. All right, so let's take a look at the Western perspective of the reishi mushroom. A study published in a 2004 edition of Oncology Reports by the Department of Medicine and the Center for Human Nutrition at UCLA revealed that they identified an alcohol extract from the spore of the reishi mushroom that may possess potential anti-tumor and anti-angiogenic activities, which means that this extract can prevent tumors from developing their own blood supply, which we know contributes to the growth and the spread of cancer. Another 2004 study by the Cancer Research Laboratory at the Methodist Research Institute in Indianapolis was published in Nutrition and Cancer, and it was attempting to discover what the reishi mushroom did at a cellular level that resulted in inhibiting or stopping the growth of invasive or metastatic breast cancer cells. Now, this study had a lot of scientific terminology and reactions, so I'm going to try to simplify it and still get the main point across. What they discovered in this study was that the reishi mushroom blocked the signaling of a certain enzyme that contributed to the growth of a specific type of breast cancer cell. This cell line is called MDA-MB231, and it's one of the most commonly studied strains of breast cancer. So the study concluded that the reishi mushroom could have potential therapeutic use for the treatment of this breast cancer. These findings were corroborated in a 2017 study that was published in Biochemical and Biophysical Research Communications. Here the finding was that the reishi mushroom 
inhibited or stopped this MDA-MB231 cell migration. And although they didn't understand exactly what it was in the reishi mushroom that caused this to happen, the scientists who were conducting the study concluded that the reishi suppressed breast cancer cell growth and migration and that it may be a potential natural inhibitor for breast cancer. That's some pretty exciting stuff. As always, I'll post the reference to these studies in the show notes on my website for those of you who want to look further into it or that you want to take any of these studies to discuss with your physicians because they go into a lot more detail and I'm just kind of summarizing it for you so you can get an idea of what the benefits are out there and you can look a lot deeper into it if you choose because I don't like to go into too much science in in this podcast. So from an Eastern medicine perspective, the reishi mushroom has been used for over 2,000 years, and it's known as the mushroom of immortality, or the herb of spiritual potency, depending on where you read about it. This medicinal fungus is actually considered to be an adaptogen. And adaptogens are comprised of specific qualities, including being antioxidant and anti-inflammatory, among other things. Adaptogens are these plant medicines that also support the immune system, and they're considered to be immunomodulators, which means they help strengthen the immune system. In the Eastern medicine approach to healing the body, the reishi mushroom, like other adaptogens, is used as a part of a healthy lifestyle. So rather than being broken down to this molecular level that we do with our Western studies, trying to discover exactly what chemical or what constituent of this botanical medicine treats a specific disease. In the Eastern philosophy of medicine, it's used to support the body's ability to heal itself by strengthening the immune system. So the philosophy is a little different because in that Eastern system of medicine, whether it's Ayurveda or Chinese medicine, we believe the body has this innate ability to heal itself. And if you create the environment that maximizes that your body's potential to heal itself, then you're going to see a lot of wonderful progression happen. And you create that environment by using the right foods, having the right lifestyle habits, sleep habits, eating habits, and using things like adaptogens. In chapter 9 of the second edition of Herbal Medicine, Biomolecular and Clinical Aspects, we have some big titles in this podcast, but the chapter of that book goes into great detail and and talks about many studies on the antioxidant and immunomodulation and anti-cancer effects of the reishi mushroom. And this all supports this ancient knowledge and use of this amazing fungi. Now, You are not going to find reishi mushrooms in your local produce department because they're not that kind of a mushroom that you saute in garlic and butter. They're actually this really cool, shiny, woody-looking mushroom, and they have a woody and bitter taste. They're even said to be not digestible to us humans in their raw form, which is why all of the studies use extracts of reishi in their tests. So you'll most commonly find reishi mushroom in a supplement form. And like any other supplement, you want to be certain that you have a reliable resource if you decide to incorporate reishi mushrooms into your nutrition and supplementation plan, especially because you want to be sure you're getting the variety of mushroom that has been studied 
and that you're getting it in its most bioavailable form. So I'll tell you a little more about how I use it and I'll give you the resources that I turn to after we talk about our next medicinal fungi, the cordyceps mushroom. Like the reishi mushroom, there are different varieties of the cordyceps mushroom. And the one that I'm going to be referring to is called cordyceps sinesis. You see it sometimes as cordyceps, cordyceps s. Cordyceps also has adaptogenic qualities like the reishi. It strengthens the immune system and it supports graceful aging and promotes longevity. That's one of the qualities of an adaptogen. Cordyceps is also known for its energy-enhancing properties. It's probably even better known for that. It's used to treat lethargy, anemia, weakness, wasting, to increase energy, stamina, and reduce fatigue. And it's also used a lot to help people with kidney issues, uh, hepatitis B, to recuperate. Cordyceps is also known for enhancing athletic performance. But studies are kind of inconclusive on how effective that actually is. There's a, a whole story that goes back to some Chinese Olympians that their coach attributed the use of cordyceps. I think it was an extract or maybe it was the, the consumption of some kind of a cordyceps supplement during their training mixed with turtle blood. And that made them win all the gold medals in the, I believe it was track and field. And then I believe also later on those, those same Olympians failed the drug test. So, you know, I think cordyceps was, it was kind of a, a fable that started there with that <laughs> Olympic game. But in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine, there was a study published in 2010 of 20 healthy adults that were aged 50 to 75. And I got to tell you, as a 55-year-old, it's more and more, I don't know, off-putting to me when I read about these studies and they're referring to um, elderly people of 50 to 75. Seriously. Anyway, half the group of these 50 to 75-year-olds took 333 milligrams of cordyceps three times a day for 12 weeks. And the other half took a placebo, but neither the authors of the study nor the participants knew who was taking what. After the 12 weeks, all of the subjects were tested, and the ones that were taking the cordyceps had a significant increase in their exercise ability. And the authors of the study concluded that cordyceps actually improves exercise performance and might contribute to wellness in healthy older subjects. According to the Natural Medicine's comprehensive database, there is preliminary evidence that taking cordyceps orally following cancer chemotherapy might improve quality of life and cellular immunity. Also, this database says that there's some preliminary evidence that continuous administration of cordyceps along with chemotherapy or radiotherapy might improve the tolerance to chemotherapy or radiotherapy or radiation. In a 2006 study in radiation research, they actually found that mice who were subjected to high doses of radiation and treated with an extract of cordyceps extended their average lifespan by up to 50% longer. Now, that's in terms of days, from 9 days to 18 days, but it's still a significant increase for this one change. The study also showed that white blood cells recovered faster and free radicals were reduced in response to cordyceps being administered. 
Now, these are mice and in vitro or petri dish studies, so the effects may or may not translate to humans with the same impact. And more importantly, wild cordyceps senescence are very rare and very expensive. These mushrooms actually grow on a specific caterpillar found at very high elevations in Tibet and certain areas of China, India, and Nepal. And the cordyceps actually consumes this caterpillar as it fruits. And it's one of the most expensive mushrooms in the world, selling for up to $20,000 a kilogram. Now, fortunately for us, scientists have figured out how to culture these cordyceps in a way that the studies that are done on them and the science behind them shows that they still do carry the medicinal benefits of the mushroom without creating the actual fruit or the mushroom body itself. And I got to tell you that that actually grosses me out a lot less than eating a mushroom that is part caterpillar carcass. Even though it has tremendous health benefits, it just is kind of gross. So if you can't find these amazing medicinal mushrooms in the produce section of your grocery store, or you wouldn't even want to if you could, where can you get them? I have three go-to resources that I use for my mushrooms. One is Dragon Herbs, which is a really cool resource that I learned about while I was doing a six-month course of study on medicinal plants with David Crow, who is a master herbalist, an author, and the founder of Floricopia, an essential oils company. And so Dragon Herbs is a go-to resource when it comes to mushrooms. The founder, Ron Teagarden, is known as an expert in the field and has been studying and creating medicines out of these mushrooms for a very, very long time. I use his 22 Rishi extract, which is obviously, as it sounds, is a blend of 22 varieties of the Rishi mushroom. And so it's a a little liquid dropper, and I put a dropper full in my first glass of water in the morning and then another in a glass of water before I go to bed. And for me, intertwining supplements with my regular hygiene routine is the best way for me to stay consistent and taking them. So that works well. Another resource that I use is called Four Sigmatic, the number four. This company makes a really cool line of mushroom coffees. And I I know that sounds gross, but it isn't. And they even make them in the little cups that you can put in your Keurig. They do not taste like mushrooms, so don't gross out. They actually taste like a really rich and delicious coffee. And I'm very snobby about my coffee, so I can tell you that they're, they're actually really tasty and enjoyable. They also have cocoa, and I get my reishi from them in the form of this elixir, which is this little powder. It's a packet powder, and I throw it into my protein drink in the morning before I go and work out. And it's pretty tasty. You could probably put it in pretty much any beverage or just mix it with some almond milk or regular milk. Um, Another resource is one that I came upon more recently, and I was actually introduced to this one by my 19-year-old son. He had a friend who was dealing with cancer, and she turned to using reishi mushrooms and was telling him about the benefits and how, how much she felt that taking these mushroom supplements had helped her in her recovery. So this resource is called Mud Water, and it's Mud Bat slash WTR, mud water. This company makes this chai powder beverage and it contains several medicinal mushrooms. It's got turmeric, it's got chai, cinnamon, chaga, reishi, 
cordyceps, and you can mix it with water or milk. I like mine mixed with almond milk. And it's actually really tasty with tons of health benefits. I think they, they call it mud water because when you stir it up, it looks pretty thick and muddy, but it isn't. That's <laughs> a, a really bad way to promote their product. But hey, I'm not getting paid for it, right? I'm just letting you know it's something I use. And actually, my son drinks it too. And I'm happy to see that he's that interested in taking those steps to, to promote and support his health as well. So I'll post the links to all of these products in the show notes page on my website, and I hope that you do check them out. But I really hope that you do some research into the benefits of these medicinal plants. Check out the studies that I'll post on there and see if you think that's something that might work for you and your lifestyle, of course, after you check with your doctor to make sure it's safe for you. Now, if you have a mushroom resource or product that you love, I would love to hear about it. So please find me on Facebook at Laura Lummer, on Instagram as the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach, and share your insights with our community of thriving breast cancer survivors. And if you listen to this show regularly and you find some benefit in it, I would really appreciate it if you could take the time to go to the iTunes store, leave a positive review and tap on, I don't know, maybe five stars for it. That would really help. The more ratings we get, the more reviews we get for this show, the easier it is for other breast cancer survivors to find us. So thanks for tuning in and I'll look forward to talking with you again in two weeks. Until then, let your lifestyle be your medicine. You've put your courage to the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before, your heart is full and wanting more, your future's at the door. Give it all you got, no hesitating, you've been waiting all your life. This is your moment